Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hello, Alcanta, and welcome to the World in Sport from RNZ Pacific. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, the Fijian Indrua advanced to the Australian National Rugby Championship Grand Final, and preparations for the 2019 Pacific Games in Samoa get a big tick. But first, plans are in motion to ensure Tonga's historic rugby league test against Australia was not a one-off occasion. The Kangaroos prevailed 34 points to 16 in front of a sold-out crowd in Auckland on Saturday night. Mate Ma'atonga coach Christian Wolfe says after years of living game by game, the future looks bright. Yeah, obviously the, the game against New Zealand, my understanding there is it's, it's locked in for next year in June. And, yeah, that's obviously going to be a, uh, another massive opportunity for us and another massive occasion for us. And um, you know, Sika just mentioned our support. It's, it's outstanding. We can't speak highly enough of the support that we get and, um, you know, even though we weren't a winning team tonight, you, you still see the number of people that hang around and um, you know, they're all still happy and all want to congratulate us. And, um, you know, there's certainly uh, no disappointment from them at all. So um, you know, we know they'll turn up again for that occasion and make that a really big one. And um, you know, As I said before, the more of those that we get, the, the more competitive we're going to continue to be and the better and better we're going to get. And, um, tonight was a, a real start of that. Uh, it's a, an opportunity that we've... we've Made it uh, be very vocal that we, we wanted, and as I said, it's the start of it. And um, New Zealand's the next step, and uh, you know, the conversations that we had today were all around you know, other opportunities against uh, possible travelling um, British lines and uh, Australia again, and, and obviously Samoa, and, and uh, a lot more tests, I guess, and a lot more big opportunities, and, and, and uh, uh, ones against Tier One nations. So um, yeah, that's what we want, and that's how we're going to get better, and that's how we. Um, you know, become a, a real force in the international scene. Yeah, outside of the NRL, international rugby league is the real growth area, I believe. And, and uh, yeah, you only got to look at, at uh, occasions like tonight to see the support there is for it. And, um, you know, I know it's our fans at the moment, but that's certainly going to grow. And I've got no doubt that uh, there's other countries out there waiting for the same opportunities and will get the same type of support. And, uh, you know, I think it was a really good step from Australia. I've, I've said a number of times I, I can't applaud uh, Mel Meninga, uh, who's been a big supporter of this game, and uh, Todd Greenberg, who made it happen. And, um, you know, I, I think the more we put these sorts of games forward, then uh, again, we get a more competitive international scene, and uh, yeah, that's what we want. If we've got an inter- a competitive international scene, then we certainly grow the game globally. Christian Wolf, Kangaroos coach Mel Meninga was a key figure in ensuring the match against Tonga went ahead. He says Australia have an obligation to promote the international game. Well, it's like anything, we've got to keep going, you know, so we just can't rest our laurels and just say, well, you know, what a great experience that was and how good was that. Um, we've got to continually, you know, look at, you know, making sure that we play more games, um, particularly around for, our, for us from the kangaroos perspective, you know, keep on you know, pushing rugby league in the Pacific Rim you know, area, definitely. Um, you know, Samoan people are just as passionate, Fijian people are just as passionate, um, 
You know, the Papua New Guineans, we just come back off a bit of a trip up there. They're, they're mad. They're fanatical, you know, so up there. So, I mean, we've got to keep on. And on the back of, obviously, what happened last week, we're kind of hoping that the New Zealand people um, see how passionate their team are and um, want to follow them. So we've just got to keep on going. Mel Meninga. Officials from Tonga, Fiji, Papua New Guinea, Samoa, the Cook Islands and New Zealand met with National Rugby League staff last week to discuss plans for a revamped international calendar, including more regular and meaningful test matches. The Fijian Indura will host defending champions Queensland Country in the Australian National Rugby Championship final. The Indura came from 16 points down to defeat the Canberra Vikings 35-28 last weekend in the first semi-final in Lantorca, while the country team overcame a lightning stoppage to beat the Western Force 45-24. Indura coach Senarosi Siravakula says they will play the final like it's their last match on earth. It's a huge uh, achievement for the real team into the second year in the competition, and, uh, and this is used for future rugby. Uh, first time ever to hold the semi-final, and now it's the final. And, uh, and in uh, full credit to the team, to the boys who have been performing well uh, throughout the season. Yeah, to come back from 16 points down, um, what was the sort of feeling amongst the team? Well, we did a lot of errors in the first half, and when we had the ball, and uh, we were not patient. Um, every time the boys had the ball, they, they were trying to score tries. But there, there is a game plan that has to be followed, uh, and, uh, and the confidence started building up slowly, uh, rather than uh, having a good start from the, the word go. And that uh, shows that that result on in the, in the first half. Do you think there were any nerves with the fact that it was a semi-final? Or? Um, I don't think so, because the, the message from the, uh, during the week is it's, it's like a normal game. It's just another normal game in the week. And uh, we'll treat it like that without any pressure, pressure into the, to the players. I, I, think, I think there will be a little nerves there that the, the pressure is uh, for the players because it's a semi-final. It's a do or die. But uh, we can see the confidence building up uh, quickly in the second half, which uh, shows in the end of the result of the game. And you mentioned that confidence. That's been a bit of a theme throughout the season. Uh, it's not the first time you've come from behind to win a game as well. So whenever you're in a tough situation in a game, it must be very uh, good for them to know that they've done it before and, and that they can probably do it again. You know, like I said from the, from the start, uh, this is a different team. Uh, from last year, the, the high level of skills in the team and and uh, and, the, and, and the talent so high, and and these guys, uh, you know, we are there to perform, perform and entertain, and and that's our theme every week to go out there and entertain the crowd. And confidence has been there always, but we need to start early rather than start later. And uh, when if we start later, the results should last week and then those past week that we come from behind and go. And then, and then win at the end of the game. And, and perhaps a fitting final for the Fijian Indrua. You take on Queensland Country, who are the only team you haven't beaten this season. So um, does that provide the biggest challenge? Uh, that's the plan. That's the plan uh, from last week, is to win the semi-final and want to play against Queensland. And now we are playing Queensland in, in the finals. And everyone, everyone uh, after the game that uh, after the game that everyone wants to play Queensland. So we just have to prepare well, and uh, and this is the biggest game of our life. Especially this is the only team that beaten us this year and beaten us again in the semi final. So yeah. it's not going to be a revenge. It's just one to prove to the Queensland that they can be beatable. Yeah, you, you lost to them, as you say, earlier this year quite heavily, 52-22, and you lost to them twice last year. So what what is it about Queensland country that makes them so good? 
read our 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 game pattern well, and uh, they execute. Uh, they they always play according to their game pattern, and and they they like reviewing our game every week, how we play, and they they understand it. And uh, it's it's like a similar game pattern uh, altogether. They also play individually, uh, individually using their uh, their skill level, and that's something that we'll try and and then stop uh, on uh, this Saturday. And uh, are you confident, Cinderosi? Um, have you got any surprises up your sleeve then? Yeah, I'm confident. I'm confident that we're going to win this Saturday. I'm confident we're going to win this Saturday, and then uh, the, the the plan for the three-year contract was uh, for the third year into the finals. But now, this is our second year and we're in the finals and uh, we've beaten all the team except this one. And, and I'm confident that it's going to be a good game and, and we'll try all our best to prepare well and, and uh, win the finals. And of course, it is a grand final. So you said the team treated the semi as just another game. Can you treat a grand final as just another game? Uh, we'll treat the uh, grand final just like our last game in this earth. What does that mean exactly? That means that everything we will train for and everything that's left in our tank will deliver this on, on Saturday. That's the Fijian Indruwa coach, Senarusi Siravakula. Meanwhile, the Fiji women's sevens team have finished 10th out of 12 teams at the season-opening USA Sevens event in Glendale, Colorado. In their first World Series tournament under new coach Ratu Elaferete Ndovi Virata, the Fijiana suffered heavy defeats by Canada, France and Ireland in pool play. Amirula Tiroti try in the final minute gave them victory over China in the Challenge Trophy semi-finals to advance to the playoff for ninth place where Spain prevailed 20 points to 14. The Women's World Series resumes in Dubai at the end of next month. The Pacific Games Council is pleased with progress being made in Samoa for the 2019 Games. Council CEO Andrew Minogue visited Apia last week to meet with Games staff and check on the facilities that will play host to more than 4,000 athletes and officials in July. We're about eight and a half months to go um, before next July's Games and we're looking quite good. Uh, went over for three days, three working days last week just to sit in the organising committee office and meet Hele Matatia, the CEO, and his various staff members and just review what they're up to in a whole range of areas. Um, also having a look around some of the facilities, particularly the swimming complex up there that's being refurbished at the moment by um, Chinese government programs. So that's all happening at this point in time. Planning is going well. Um, still a lot to do and there's a lot of um, long hours ahead for the team, but I think we're in pretty good shape for our games next year. Is there anything that is of concern, aside from the obvious fact that it is a short time frame? Uh, no, I think um, we're quite comfortable with with what they're up to. I mean, having the venues in place already and only needing relatively minor refurbishments means that we can be very confident that all of our <clears throat> field of play is going to be uh, fine for the athletes. Um, the accommodation plan for the athletes is still being worked up. I think you'll recall from the announcements back in June with the general assemblies around um, the athletes staying in the in the hotels around up here. Um, that's all. There's a lot of work that goes into making that happen, and that's uh, still ongoing. Um, and one of the big tasks last week was to try and get some 
best guesses or estimates of how many um, athletes each of the countries will be bringing so that those hotel arrangements can be made and made accurately. Um, from the competition perspective in each of the 26 sports, the planning is going well. The equipment has been um, either ordered or in some cases scoped and, and ready to be ordered. So I think we're going to have... Um, all the, all the essentials that we need to run the games uh, in place well, well in time. So no, it's, it's, it's looking good up there. So you mentioned the swimming complex, which is being refurbished. Mm. What, what is the biggest of, of the projects? I think that and up here park, the, the athletics and, uh, and rugby and opening and closing ceremonies venue for the games. They're the two big projects that the Chinese government's working on. They're also building a new multi-purpose hall that will house the netball and the badminton, and that's up in that Faliata complex where the swimming pool is. So they're the sort of the big three tasks uh, in terms of refurbishment and being ready. That indoor centre is the only new venue being created for the Games. All the other venues around town, the various gyms and uh, facilities, will be um, given some refurbishment as well. The Samoan government is paying for that. Um, but as I said, it's fairly minor. Those those venues are already in pretty good shape, having hosted the Commonwealth Youth only three years ago. So, and what's the sort of time frame for when all of these venues are meant to be ready, tested, and, and handed over? Uh, a couple of months before the game. So I think they're looking around May or early June uh, to have everything ready. And a really important part of that, and that is a good question, you you ask is uh, the home athletes, the Samoan athletes, I mean, we want them to do really well at these games um, and they will want to have the opportunity to use some of the facilities before the rest of the Pacific shows up to compete against them. So there is sort of a lot of pressure now on on making sure that the Samoan team gets the access to the facilities when they need it most um, so that they're, they're ready for the competition. And of course, uh, once the games do finally get underway in July, you've got, uh, as you say, 26 sports, uh, a number of countries. Um, as you continue to try and grow this games and, and get more sort of qualifying events, uh, what sort of number yeah. are you sitting at at the moment? Yeah, OK. Well, in terms of overall athlete numbers, last time we had 3,300 in Port Moresby in 2015. I think we'll be at least that this time, maybe slightly higher, up around 3,500. I think in terms of the qualifications, uh, it looks like we have direct to Tokyo Olympics uh, qualifications in archery and sailing. And then in a number of other sports, there'll be the ability for athletes like swimming and athletics to record a time which will count towards uh, the qualifying standards for the Olympics. And then in other sports, again, like weightlifting, and Taekwondo, they are designated events where big rankings points are attached to the results so that athletes who are trying to get to the Olympics in Tokyo will be able to get good points out of the Games in Samoa and help them on their way. And then apart from that, um, it looks like uh, FIFA rankings points for the football teams and in basketball, it's a qualification for the Asian Cup Um which is uh, the pathway event to get to the world championships in that sport. So there's a number of sports there, I think seven or eight, that have um, you know some sort of qualification component to the event in Samoa next year, which is which is good for the athletes. It's a very good uh, incentive for them to go to Samoa and do well. 
And then you look at a sport that, that doesn't have a qualifying aspect per se, like rugby league, but introduced, mm-hmm. of course, in Port Moresby appropriately, uh, you know, almost four years ago. Uh, but the growth yeah. that rugby league has shown in the last uh, year or two, especially by Pacific Nations, there was an emerging yeah. champs in Sydney uh, the other week. And, of course, on the weekend, uh, Tonga playing against Australia. You'd imagine that's a sport that's going to um, continue to grow and, and possibly really capture the crowd as well. Yeah, and for the first time, uh, we're going to have a women's competition uh, in Samoa next year. So up until now, it's only been uh, the Rugby League Nines that we've had is only been for the men, but we've added the women's component to the program for next year. And as you say, with the emerging Pacific nations, I mean, Tonga gets a lot of um, publicity for what it's achieved, and rightly so. Uh, Papua New Guinea has, has got a great record in the sport, Samoa, of course, but we've got Cook Islands, even Vanuatu might end up uh, being up in the, the games next year. So, Nui, there's it's a popular sport, and um, and particularly on the women's side, we're really looking forward to seeing them next year. That's the Pacific Games Council Chief Executive Andrew Minogue, and that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.